This is Positively Hygiene with your hosts, Amber Lovatos, Amy Parenti, and Angela Doe. Listen on as we dive into the positive of dental hygiene. Okay, so I'm here today all alone. Amy and Angela are not here, but I'm in Fort Worth and I couldn't pass up the opportunity to interview my really good friend, Sarah Beth Ballard. Hi. Hey. Uh, she's <laughs> been my friend for a long time. Yeah, um, probably about eight years. Long, yeah, yeah. Uh, since she graduated hygiene school, yes. we met at Texas State Dental Board and we've been buddies ever since. Yeah. But she's here today to talk to us about instrument sharpening. Yes. So tell us about you and what you do with instrument sharpening. Okay. So um, I started a business called Sharpen Your Edge and we provide the service for dental instrument sharpening. We can do dental hygiene instruments or we can do uh, doctor instruments just depending on what the office is requiring. But we have the option to go to the office on our days that we're available and sharpen there um, or we can actually accept mail-in instruments that get sent to us. And then we have a one to two day turnaround and then we mail them directly back. We do include extra insurance on the instruments because we know how important instruments are. And we also um, provide tracking the whole way so that you know exactly where your instruments are and when and when to expect them. Yeah. Instrument sharpening is one of those things that I like vaguely learned in hygiene school. I feel like they don't touch that topic very, very, this is very brief that they touch the topic. Yeah. And actually it's funny because I, Ended up teaching at a dental hygiene school, and then I didn't know what I was doing. Nice. <laughs> I was teaching these students, and I mean, I'm not saying all faculty didn't know what they were doing, but I was like, okay, let me refresh this clock situation um, because it wasn't something that I did very often or felt like super comfortable with. And so, I feel like a lot of hygienists feel the way that you do, yeah. for sure. Especially because I work with three just clinically, and all three of them are very uncomfortable with it. And when they do actually sharpen their instruments because they need it. They um, are not comfortable with how they did it at all. So I've actually taken over sharpening out for all the hygienists at my office. But I find that that's kind of the consensus with hygienists. They kind of struggle with the sharpening side of things. How did you get so comfortable with sharpening? So I became comfortable with sharpening instruments because as soon as I graduated, I started sharpening for our office and for all of the hygienists there. Um, Obviously, repetition... um, helps you increase your knowledge and, and become better at what you do. And so I was so comfortable with it and I just loved it so much. And it just kind of was lethargic to me. And, um, I was sitting there thinking, man, I could do this for other people too, you know? And, um, I'm, I had gotten a lot of positive feedback and just from people that I've done it for, And so I just started doing it for more and more hygienists. And then I was like, this should probably become a thing. I feel like this is a strong need for hygienists everywhere. Because even if you do have time to sharpen your instruments, a lot of hygienists aren't comfortable with it. And then a lot of instruments or a lot of hygienists at the same time don't have time. You know, our our schedules stay really full. And um, if you don't have sharp instruments, then it really causes bad ergonomics. It really causes pain for the patients. And it's a lot harder on you and your hands just trying to get the calculus off. Um, Whereas if your instruments were sharp, it'd just probably be like one to two swipes. So you don't want to burnish the calculus either. It causes stress on me and my appointment and my body. And then, yeah, it does. It does. It takes a lot more, a lot more pressure, a lot more 
you know, and it's harder on you in the long term too, because if you do have, you know, dull instruments and then you are burnishing the calculus, mm -hmm. then it really it doesn't just affect that appointment, but all the future appointments as well. So that's true. Yeah. How would a hygienist, and this is actually one of the questions that our good friend Carly was like, oh, you should ask her this. So if you don't okay. like this question, blame her. Okay. <laughs> but um, what do you think is the best way to ask a dentist to get them to send out their instruments? Because we find that like they might not see the value in them paying to send out instruments and they're just like, you, why don't you sharpen them? Or why do you need to sharpen them? Or we bought instruments 10 years ago. Why do we need to buy new instruments again? Right? Like, right. right. What are some like key points that we should, you think might help us with talking to our dentist about this? Okay. Well, one of the main things that we're taught in hygiene school is in teaching, right? So you are, you learn to instruct your patient and you learn to inform your patient. Information is so important. You can't go anywhere without it. So I think the number one situation is going to be informing your doctor and teaching your doctor about how important it is and the benefits for them. So if you come to a dentist and you're just like, Hey, I need this, they're going to be less likely to listen to you than if you were to go to him and, or her and say, hey, look, this is why we need sharp instruments. It's going to be more comfortable for your patients. It's going to shorten the amount of time it takes me to actually get them clean and show them the benefits for them. Say it's going to help my longevity in my career. I can stay for you longer, you know, and help them understand why sharp instruments work better than dull instruments. Explain to them about the burnishing, you know, the burnishing um, problems that you can get with dull instruments and how beneficial it is to have sharp instruments. And I think that that really helps a lot and it helps them see the value in it. Um, especially when you're telling them, if you send them out to be sharpened, you can keep my schedule full. You know, it's not going to be an issue with me having to take time out of my schedule to sharpen my instruments for you and for the patients. Those are all really, really valid, valid points, right? Because we talk about like productivity. I can be more productive, right? right. Because my instruments are sharpened. Um, but also, you know, when we're talking about how hygienists are leaving the field or it's hard to keep a hygienist, sometimes it's not even like the big things. It's all the little bitty things that add up and then it's finally like, I'm done, right? That's true. And those little bitty things could be as simple as their instruments aren't the quality instruments that you need. Right. Right. So letting them know those things that maybe you can work out all the other stuff. Um, what are some tips that you could give us if we are attempting to sharpen our own instruments? Okay. Well, first of all, I think it's great to remind yourself on how to sharpen. Um, there's many different ways that you can do that. I know that Hugh Freedy has an instrument sharpening guide that you can purchase and just kind of go through as a reminder if it's been a while. Um, and then also there's a lot of YouTube videos out there that has instruction for sharpening in it. So just kind of remind yourself on how to sharpen. Uh, it's always beneficial if you want to use a guide uh, that kind of helps you learn the angle and make sure that you're staying on that cutting edge. Make sure you don't forget about the terminal shank. And then also... Um, Make sure the stone that you're using is a comfortable stone. I know that they have a whole bunch of different stones. Make sure and pay attention because some require water. Mm. Um, like the Arkansas stone requires water if you're going to use it or different things like that. I do actually, I did bring my uh, my favorite ceramic stone. If you're not using a commercial grade machine, um, is a dual grit ceramic stone. It's actually ironically Hugh Freedy too, but it has coarse on one side and it has fine on the other. If it has been a long time since you've sharpened instruments and it's still salvageable, sometimes if you wait too long, the instrument's dead. You've lost your tip. You've lost your cutting edge. Um, 
But if it's been a long time, but it's still going to be an okay instrument, you can use the coarse side of the stone and that sharpens more intensely. You do want to make sure that if you sharpen on a regular basis, you do not use the coarse side. You want to stick to the to the fine, but just making sure that you have the right stone that you're comfortable with too is very beneficial. They do actually have what's called a 110 sharpening guide, which is kind of cool. It's just a little box. It's a little square that lights up and it adheres to your stone and it makes sure that you have the correct angle when you're using it. So when you're at that 10 degree angle, it lights up and then when you're out of it, it goes off. So it's kind of like a refresher. Hey, you're in the wrong angle. So they have a lot of little tricks and different things like that that are super fun. Make sure that if it's an instrument that you have sharpened multiple times, even when you use a guide, sometimes the cutting edge can get off a little bit just because we're human. So you want to make sure that you're following the cutting edge to make sure that you're keeping that right, correct angle. You mentioned something about having a machine grade sharpening. What is this? Um, so there's multiple machines that can actually help sharpening go faster. I know a lot of, um, sharpening services have those available so that the instruments are on that precise, um, angle that they need to be and everything like that. So there's a few different ones. Um, I know that probably the sidekick is the most common. Okay. Yeah. Right? I've heard of the sidekick. Um, yeah. There's also an RX honing machine. It's massive. It's a little bit older. Um, still great. And it comes with multiple discs on it that allow you to um, not just sharpen, but also buff and do um, a lot of surgical instruments too for sharpening. So you can sharpen surgical instruments. And then there's also the Norda Instarino, which is um, one of my favorites that I've been using recently. And it's a machine that you put the instrument in and you tighten it at the, it follows the terminal shank like you're supposed to. So you put the, ter- the, the tip into the machine and then the terminal shank is at the correct, because of the face, mm. the terminal shank is at the correct angle okay. for the machine. So then you tighten it into the machine and then you move it over to the stone. Oh. You just have to make sure if you are using that machine that you keep it lubed up mm. with like a Vaseline yeah. because you don't want anything to be too aggressive on the right. instruments. They're, they're a little bit pricey. That's probably why most sharpening companies have them and not just most dental offices. Mm-hmm. But um, do you have them? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. my life. Well, of course, you're in the business of sharpening. Instrument. You have to have, you have, to have the, best, the best equipment out there. Yeah. How much does traditionally it cost to send out your instruments to get sharpened? And like, what do you charge? But also, what do other companies charge? And what's the turnaround? So I have checked out other companies. Um, they are roughly about... They go from $2 a cutting edge to like roughly probably $4 an instrument if you mail them in. Personally, I do more of, I do $3 an instrument. It doesn't matter about the cutting edge. It doesn't matter um, about the instrument. It's just flat. Yeah. Because they get you with that cutting edge, right? They say like, oh, $2 per cutting edge. You're like, oh, it's $2 per instrument, but there's more than one cutting edge. Yeah. If you have universals, you're looking at four per inch just for the cutting edge. So yeah. So I just do it at a flat. When you mail it in, I do it at a flat $3 per instrument. I don't know. Turnaround time for other companies. I'm not quite sure. I haven't used other companies, but um, our turnaround time is one to two days. Oh, Oh, that's that's nice. nice. One time I sent my instruments out to be sharpened. I don't know where. And uh, they never made it into their system. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And there went all our instruments. I felt horrible because I was like the man, the director at the time. And I was, 
I had had I didn't have insurance, but I think I had like tracking on it. Um, so I knew it made it there, but they like never like received it or whatever. Oh, and like, gosh. yeah, and there went the instruments and I know it was, yeah, oh, it was horrible. I know. I know. Not. Oh, that's a terrifying story. I don't. Yeah. So it's always good to have tracking and I always inform customers when their instruments get there. I know how, as being a clinical hygienist, I know how important instruments are, right? And how important they are to you. They're almost like our babies, right? You want to take care of them. You want them to last as long as possible. You want to uh, do everything that's good for them. So I do, it is important when you send them to me that the tracking information is on. I will let you know as soon as I receive them. I will let you know as soon as I send them out. I will give you the tracking information so you can follow them the whole way. And there is extra, I put extra insurance on it every single time. So if something did happen and it wasn't either one of our faults, they'd still be insured. And then you could go ahead and get new instruments if you needed to. But yeah. that is, I have never known that to be the case. Yeah. How often should instruments be sharp? Instruments honestly can lose their cutting edge about seven uses and that's not seven patients that's literally seven oh strokes yeah stroke yeah so um i don't necessarily suggest that you sharpen that frequently especially if you're sending them out a lot of times i do have contract opportunities for doctors that they can do it you have me sharpen for them monthly or even bi-monthly so like every other month they send in their instruments i do know most of the offices that do send in their instruments will send them in half at a time just so that they don't have to shut down clinically, obviously. Um, so they can work while their instruments are being sharpened. And then they just send the other half when the other half gets back. And it just makes life easier for them. Yeah. Uh, are there instruments that you see last longer? or So the EverEdge, right, is supposed to last a long time. Um, I... I think that maybe they have a little bit of extra sharpness life in them, but... Really, all instruments have a terminal life yeah. expectancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there instruments in general that you feel like time-wise, like the length of that? In- what is the length of an instrument, the time length life of an instrument? It depends on the usage, you know. Oh, yeah. So if yeah. you have a heavy patient load office, you're going to go through instruments a lot faster than ones yeah. that you know, maybe if you're working Is there a range? Or- um, not necessarily. And some hygienists are just heavier handed. Yeah than others. So it's just almost like how does sunscreen work for you? You know, everybody's a little different and everybody handles it differently. So I do know that um, the way that I do things is I will color code everything when I send it back. So if your instrument is good and ready for use, it's one color. And if I'm like, hey, this thing, it probably needs to be replaced. I'll go ahead and sharpen it so that you can use it. But I'll also have it color coded so that you can be like, okay, we probably need to go ahead and put this in with the ordering list and get another one just so that you know, you know, because we're, we're in a hurry. We have a lot of things going on and we don't always have time to sit and look at the cutting edge, look at the tip, see if it's still usable. We don't have time for that. So it's, I try to color code it to make it easier. That's, that's a nice trick. Yeah. Is there... Um, for dentists, instruments that they need sharpened? Yes. Oh, and actually a lot of people don't know that explorers can be sharpened. Yes. I actually have a machine specifically for sharpening explorers. It's called EZX. Um, and I just, I love it. But a lot of people don't realize that you can sharpen explorers and that they do get dull. So that needs to be um, share that with the world. Share that with the world. It's so much different. I don't know if anybody's tried that using a dull explorer versus a sharp explorer, but it makes a big difference. Carries is a lot easier detected 
when you have a sharp explorer. But um, yes, so there's a lot of instruments that doctors, um, they have, like I said, the surgical instruments you can do. Um, a lot of times the carvers can be sharpened too. So like oh. if they're doing a lot of different fillings and things like that, and they're not able to get the access off just as well as they were a lot of a lot of doctors use scalers too to trim up their mm, that's true. their fillings. So they don't think about their their scalers needing to be sharpened. They're just thinking about the hygiene yeah. that need to be sharpened. So sometimes I'll just steal my doctor's cassettes and I'm like, okay, let me go through and sharpen for him because honestly, compared to calculus of fillings, oh my god, you know, you yeah. if you have a sharp scaler, it's going to come off a lot easier. I know a lot of hygienists when they see patients that just got out of ortho and they still have glue on their teeth. Like if I've got a dull scaler and I'm trying to get that glue off. It's just, it's just catching every time. But with a sharp scaler, man, you just, and it slides right off. Do you know if there are any like instrument exchange programs? Like, let's say they have a bunch of them who you've designated, like these are no good. You need new ones of these. Oh, for sure. Definitely keep all of your old scalers always, because there's a lot of different companies that will exchange them out. Since COVID, however, a lot of companies have stopped doing that. I don't know if they're going to pick it back up. I know that Midwest used to um, have an exchange program. I think Hugh Freedy has an exchange program, but I think I looked into, because I was exchanging instruments for my doctor. So I was looking into everybody who was exchanging instruments. And since COVID, the only one I could find that is currently doing that is PDT. So they do 12 instruments for one free one. And you can send it in and they'll mail them back. And then... Um, so I recently talked to American Eagle, but it has to be American Eagle Instruments. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. And I just talked about the trade show like, I don't know, a week ago or whatever. Oh, good. Because when I was looking, they weren't doing that. Yeah. So I think that I was the case back during out. COVID. Right. I think that was right. Because that's why I asked. I was like, hey, I thought you had a... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think they recently changed it. Yeah. Um, but those are good to know, right? Right. Because for sure. I don't know. Like, what do you do? Throw them away? You know, with my friends, I'm like... When I do outreach, one of the things I used to do was like, hey, like you may have five and I might have five. We could collectively have, you know, 10 and exchange them yes. and then get those instruments and like donate them to a nonprofit clinic. That's what we, obviously that's what we do. Yeah. But yeah, start collecting your instruments, your doctor's instruments too, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All instruments. And it's just one for one um, or 12 for one with PDT and I guess American Eagle for American Eagle. Do you know the trade out for that? I, I think it might be the same 12 to one, um, but it has to be their instruments, not any instrument. Right. right. So PDT will do any instrument, even if it's broken. Like I sent in a broken Explorer and they still counted it. So when I started at my office, the doctor before him had just saved every single hygiene instrument that they had ever used. And it was just underneath the counter. So I was like, I'm going to get yeah. some free instruments out of this if you're on board. And he's like, sure, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I think all you have to do is pay for shipping, right? Yes. I'm like, why would you just hold on to that stuff? You know, either donate it or, or get something out yeah. of it or something. It's yeah. just yeah, taking it for sure. <laughs> Any final tips that you would give us related to sharpening? Yes. Um, so... A lot of offices are really big on retipping. Mm, okay, yeah. And I have found that retipping is, it can be a little on the dangerous side. Um, mm -hmm. So I know that with retipping, it makes the tips a lot more fragile. They break off a lot easier. Mm -hmm. They don't stay sharp as long. So if you can just replace an instrument, I would strongly suggest just replacing it. Um, retipping is... I've never seen it work well. Um, mm. A lot of companies do that, but that's just my personal preference. Yeah. I've yeah. seen them break on multiple occasions. Wow. Yeah. So I, my my biggest thing is um, 
in my own personal opinion, my tip is do not retip. <laughs> I like that. That's your slogan. Sharpen your edge. Do not retip. <laughs> okay, Sarah Beth, if anybody wants to contact you, learn about your business, about you know how to get you to come out and do services, um, how can they do that? Oh, really easy. So we have a website. It's called www.sharpenyouredge.us because we are in the U.S. Um, and you can get on that website and you can learn all about me. You can learn all about the company. You can contact me through there. Um, otherwise it also has all of my information on it. It has my phone number on it. It has my address on it. Um, or not my address, but the company address. Um, and pretty much any way that you would like to get a hold of me, it can do that. So she's also on the gram. Sharpen yes. your edge. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I am. Yeah. So I'm on the gram. Uh, sharpen underscore your underscore. Ed. That's me. Well, make sure to link her. Sarah Beth, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with me, for being so open. I'm so proud of you that you're like doing this, doing your business. I love when oh, hygienists do their thing. I love it so yeah. much. <laughs> I mean, I think it's so brave, right? Like we all like dream to do these things and you're actually going out and doing the things. So I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Love you. Oh. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. No, thanks for agreeing to be on. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Positively Hygiene. Join us every Tuesday for a new episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram for the opportunity for how you can contribute to our podcast. And follow and review Positively Hygiene on Apple and Spotify Podcasts.